Across the Board Sports is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Daily prop bets for all kinds of sports where thousands of dollars are up for grabs every single day. Want free money? Use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Download the free app in the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. And don't forget, use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Across the Board Sports, unique sports coverage. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of Across the Board. I'm your host, Chandler Adams. I'm going to be joined today by John Kaufman, Eric Gooski, so I couldn't make it today. So we're going to run the show for you guys. We've got a lot of awesome things on the table. We've got our best bets. Can Kansas City bounce back? Are the Ravens the real deal? A lot of stuff to cover. And then we go over our DFS fantasy lineups with you guys. It's a weird week in fantasy, so we're going to help try to navigate you through that. Uh... Yeah, all that coming up right after these this quick break for sponsors. This podcast is also brought to you by Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is so easy to use. It's simple, it's fast, it's effective. It's the easiest way to distribute your podcast to every major platform and in the quickest way. I've gone through other websites to host podcasts, and it's a pain in the butt. Anchor does it for you. Join Anchor.fm and do your podcast the right way. And if you're looking to start a podcast, contact one of us at ATV Sports as we're looking for podcasters for nearly every professional sports team right now. If you think you'd be a good fit, you can also apply at our website, www.atbsports.net. So before we get into all the boring football shit, we got something fun for you guys. Our very own John Kaufman, or our wise guy, <laughs> Get, thought thought up an idea and texted it over to me. He we're gonna do this wise guy segment. Start the show to just kind of I don't know ease into it. I mean football is fun, sports are fun. You guys come here for the sports, but we're all humans, you know. We like to talk about a little bit of different stuff. So John's gonna throw us a cool fact, a story, whatever it is. I don't know. It could be how many jelly beans he ate that day. <laughs> but John, I don't have the drop for you today. But what do you got for us today, wise guy? All right, yeah, so um, we're going to do this little segment at the beginning of each podcast, uh, you know, the uh, the wise guy segment, the how cool is this segment. Um, wise guy. It'll just be, uh, yeah, something something different, just something to, I don't know, I, I, like, I like hearing, um, I don't know, facts or factoids, whatever, about the Earth, universe, whatever, um, just little cool stuff that's true that most people don't, you know, aren't aware of and things like that, stuff like that always catches me by surprise and blows me blows my mind so um if i'm when i have free time if i'm on like youtube i'm probably watching like a video on physics or astronomy or something trying to learn something cool and so i came across this the other day and i just it blew my mind i was like we have to get this into the podcast and so that's how the uh that's how the wise guy segment was born but <laughs> so here's what i got for you today this is pretty amazing so um so obviously you know there's 52 cards in a standard deck of cards and the possible combinations. So, you know, you could um, say you start out with the three of clubs, then there's 51 cards left. And after you pull the next card, there's 50 cards left and then 49 and 48 and so on until you get through all the possible combinations, starting with that, you know, six of clubs. 
um, you have to multiply all those fractions together, right? To get the number of possible combinations that exist. How many different ways can a deck of 52 cards be arranged, you know, without duplicating any arrangements? And that number is 52 factorial is basically what it is, but that doesn't mean anything to anybody, obviously. Uh, <laughs> so here's how big that number is, okay? Every time that you, in your lifetime, at you, Chandler Adams, every time that you have shuffled a deck of cards, you mm -hmm. spread them out on the table, you riffle them for a few, you know, six or seven times, you cut them a few times, you have likely put those cards in an order that they have never been in, in the entire existence of humans and cards and the universe and everything. There are this, the number of possible combinations is so big. It's, it's eight. <laughs> sorry. It's, sorry. No, it's okay. That, that is what she, she is going to say that after she hears this, it's <laughs> 8.0658 times 10 to the 67th. And again, that number probably doesn't mean anything to you. So let me put this into, uh, into relevant terms. The universe's age in seconds old. It's 13.7 billion years old, okay? In seconds, it's 1 times 10 to the 18th. So oh. if the, the second the universe was born, if you started shuffling cards and dealing them out, and we stopped you right now, you wouldn't even have come anywhere near close to dealing out all the possible combinations. And... The example they gave for how long this would take you to do to get to get you know all the different possible combinations is was one of the coolest things I've ever heard. So if you if you stood on the equator and you waited a billion years and then you took one step and you waited another billion years and took another step and you kept on doing this and you were able to walk around the entire globe one time, okay, taking one step every billion years. When you got back to where you started, you take a drop of water out of the Pacific Ocean. You repeat this th this process, taking one step every billion years around the earth. And every time you come around to the spot where you started, you take another drop out. When the Pacific Ocean is completely empty, you put a piece of paper on the ground. You repeat this again, taking one step every billion years. When the stack of papers is so high that it reaches the sun, 93 million miles away, you will... This is how much time will have elapsed. It's eight times 10 to the 67 seconds left on that clock. You will have not even barely made a dent. That's how many different possible combinations. That's how big 52 factorial is. If you repeated that whole process three more or a thousand times, you'd still only be a third of the way through getting through all the different possible combinations. That's how big 52 factorial is. I, I it's I mean, you've all played, we've all played poker and stuff like that. And you think like, you know, oh my God, I need, I need a king to come here on the river. And it's, you know, one in a billion chance, you know, and it's not really, it's like 5% typically or whatever. But, but man, when you think about it that way, how, how big that number is and how incredible every time you shuffle the deck of cards, they've, they've come, they're in an order. They've never, ever, ever been in anywhere on the planet in history. It's unbelievable. That hurts my head. It hurt mine when I heard when it. When you texted me, it's going to blow your mind. I was like, I should look it up. And then I'm like, no, I want to be surprised. And, you know, I was thinking like 13 billion. Holy. That's amazing. Fudge. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's incredible. So that's the uh, that's the wise guy. How cool is this segment for the week?
You realize what you've just done to yourself, John Cobb. I know. It's not going to. You've just started at Mount Everest. Yep. Where the hell do you go from here? Uh, we got to. What is it? Machu Picchu or something? Um, Olympus Mons, baby. We got to go to Mars to find a bigger mountain. <laughs> oh, man. We should. Uh, so just to keep you guys all up to date, Eric, John, and I are planning to hike Mount Everest while doing a podcast the entire time. Should be a, should be a pretty easy feat. Uh, oh we're not too worried about it. Oh man, we're just pay. We're gonna. We better pay the Sherpa really well. That's all. That's all. Those guys keep you alive up there. Well, now that everybody's heads hurt um, so bad that their brain is probably bleeding just a little bit, as is mine. I God, look, good lord. Okay, I gotta move on, or else I'm just gonna keep asking questions. <laughs> I want to ask so many questions, but. Oh, well, now this really makes me scared to bet a game. I don't know why. It's just like now I'm thinking all the different combinations that can happen on a goddamn quarterback sneak. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. yeah the, numbers anyway. Are, the numbers aren't that scary, though. Let's, uh, all right. We'll be all right. That, that was an absolutely great wise. Do you want to call it wise guy or do you want to call it how cool is that? Uh, I guess I remember you texted me how cool is that. And then I kind of was just like, well, we're going to do wise guy. And I didn't even ask. It's no, let's, let's call it wise guy for sure. We'll get the, uh, you we'll sure? Get, wise yeah, guy? we'll get the drop and everything. That'll be much cooler. So speaking of that there, I have a Twitter follower, wise guy, sports wager. He's a good follow. He likes our podcast tweets. Thank you. Uh, what he follows. I follow him and he follows me too. Yeah. He's great. He's, yeah. he retweets a lot of stuff. He's a really good yeah, guy. He does. Yeah. Maybe we should get him on here. Him and Clee, uh, Clee picks CL it's CLE picks. Um, he does he posts a lot of his um he's just like a you must bet on the side or whatever like a you know just whatever but um but he always posts his his stuff and he's he's good he's really good so he knows what think, he's talking about yeah i think the wise guy sports i think his thing is just wise guy sport nope i can't find it son of a biscuit it's like is it wise guy sports picks i think something like that oh i was putting wise guys i think it's something wise like that wise guy sports oh no That's wise guys wager it's at wise ah. guys wager so yeah yeah sorry about that but you guys all need to go give him a follow um, yeah follow wise guys wager and then and follow uh clee picks it's uh let me make sure i get this one right too because i can't find guy's wise guys wager i know he he j- I, I follow him too yeah it's at anyway. this guy's at c-l-e picks p-i-c-k-s um he just he just tweets out um, well, actually, he just tweeted out he's going to do a college bowl pick um tournament. And if you find his Twitter, you can get the link or whatever for – well, it's probably not set up yet, but it will be at some point. So, But, um, but yeah, so it'll just be like a friendly, you know, um, college bowl pick em. on ESPN. You'll use the confidence points and all that, like, you know, t- kind of is typical with that. So, but, uh, yeah. but yeah. Sorry to wise guy. I can't find your ad. I don't remember if John said it. Yeah, just now. It's what's called Wise Guy Wager. Wise Guy Wager. Oh, there we go. Did he change his AV? At Wise Guys. So it's Wise and then G-U-Y-S Wager. So. Oh, Oh, there we go. Nice. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So I broke broke Chandler with my uh, Wise Guy fact. I I cannot function right now. I apologize. It's the same thing that happened to Charles. Uh, Most of Brown's Twitter knows him as Alex P. Keaton. Um, Oh, yeah. 
I was trying to find, I was like, I know this is like back in June. I'm like, I know there's a sports artist out there somewhere that draws the Browns. Could not find him. Could mm-hmm. not find him. Literally one tweet. I'm not kidding. 30 seconds later, four people had tagged him. I'm like, okay, I followed him. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but that created a good friendship. But mm. anyway, we went a little off top there. My brain is not working. Um, That's all right, man. John broke me. It's, it then, turns out you don't need a brain to do a podcast. So. Oh, great. Yeah. I knew I was I knew I was worth something. No. But <laughs> all right, John, let's get right into it. You want right. to drop the first best bet of our podcast. And as always, make sure you check John's best bet article to because things can happen before he posts that. That is the holy Bible for us betting at ATB. That was a little little strong. Maybe not the holy Bible. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> that's our that's our, that's our what we go to. That's our TV guide. That's our restaurant menu. Always look at the wise. Always good lord. Always look <laughs> at the best bets article by John Coffin. But John, start us out. Okay, so our first one of the day, uh, we're gonna take Houston plus four um, at Baltimore. So and I should have said this right away. I apologize. I'm getting over a cold. So my voice sounds like uh, it's ridiculous. I, my voice always sounds ridiculous and I apologize <laughs> for it on a it's daily dropped like basis. A full octave. It definitely. Yeah, I, I know. That's maybe that's the one good thing. If it sounds deeper, it'll sound cooler. So anyway. that's how I feel. 24/7. Yeah. But so anyways, uh, yeah, Houston uh, plus four against Baltimore. So um, I, I just, I think these teams are a lot closer. Um, then a four-point spread. And frankly, I'm surprised that it's that high. I mean, I know it is in Baltimore. Um, but So were the Browns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, but look, Baltimore, I mean, we've seen a lot of basically all great moments from them, obviously. And then what they did to New England was very, very impressive. And if you recall, we talked about that um, on the podcast that week and leading up to that game. And – I said my one concern was after the way the Browns, after the way Cleveland ran against um, New England, I was just thinking, gosh, how are they going to handle Baltimore's rushing attack? Which is, I mean, it's well, A, it's better, but it B, it, it looks, it comes at you from different angles. They do a lot of different stuff, obviously. And they, I mean, I know they had that Heisman package last week, but. Uh, oh. But they don't, you know, they do a lot of different stuff, obviously. And so it's a tough thing to prepare for, um, you know, for New England, even, you know, it was their first, um, what, real test of the season, basically. I mean, they really hadn't played anyone. So, but anyways, regardless, um, I'm just, I think that Houston is, uh, I think that Houston is a very good team as well. And they've had some defensive issues. I mean, obviously they're missing uh, J.J. Watt, of course. But um, the trade for Gary on Conley, I think that was a smart move by them. I think that really helped shore up a secondary that was pretty leaky. Um, Baltimore's defense is good and getting, well, I should say they're getting better. They were very, very bad at the beginning of the season, but they were missing Jimmy Smith. Obviously, they traded for your favorite player of all time. Um, Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters. So, but um, but yeah, I, I just think this is going to be a really tight game and um I just really like the four points. Maybe this game ends up, you know, Baltimore scores a late touchdown or something to win, and that's how Baltimore is going to cover this spread. But 
I, I just, I don't know. This feels like, it feels like way too much. It feels like this should be like more of a, I don't want to say a pick em game, but like maybe a Baltimore minus one, one and a half. So getting four, there's even a four and a half on the board, but I mean, like four is the consensus. So that's my first play of the week. Baltimore or Houston getting four in Baltimore. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. So these two things can be true at the same time. And I'm going to back our boy Baker here for a quick second. You look at passer rating passer rating can be a great thing and it can be a bad thing one thing it definitely doesn't do is a passer rating doesn't take into effect doesn't take into account all of the horrible horrible luck bad you know bad um, blocking assignments bad play calling all these things that can happen to a quarterback obviously baker mayfield needs to improve and he has since the bye week which hasn't been talked about of course but Someone like Baker Mayfield has a passer rating right now of 75.2, which is third best in the league, basically. Cam Newton hasn't played, so Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen is the only one worse. Okay. So, passer rating, but he's played better than that. PFF has him at the 14th best quarterback, so it doesn't take into effect all those things, to count all those things. However... Passer rating does take into account all the great and phenomenal things you do as a quarterback. So someone like Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson have mm. super high passer ratings because they don't make many mistakes. Oh, all right, here we go. Sorry, I'm gonna mock my mic. Knock my mic over. Passer rating does take into account all the great things you can do. And I'm not trying to make this a Baker Mayfield's great thing, but. Deshaun Watson is the fourth best passer rating um, overall in the entire NFL. Lamar is somewhere around, I, I don't even see him. All right, 10, somewhere around 10. And Deshaun Watson, what I'm trying to get to is he is one of the elite talents in the entire NFL. I mean, he should be third in everyone's MVP voting. I know that drives everyone nuts. I would put Russell, CMC, Deshaun Lamar I think Lamar is great I think he's exciting I think he's definitely the most dynamic playmaker in NFL history so I mean on the trajectory of that but I don't think Lamar is a week 17 week I'm gonna dominate each week he's we've seen it bad teams he's played poor against I saw the stat the other day I can't remember off the top of my head but he has like uh somewhere around eight or nine ten touchdowns against the Miami Dolphins and the Bengals and zero interceptions and then he has like one or two touchdowns and five or six interceptions against the rest of the NFL the Texans are not an elite defense by any means they have a lot of weak spots but DJ readers a great interior pressure guy and this team is great overall what the problem with the Bengals is their defense is garbage which the Texans are borderline garbage they're pretty bad defense overall but they have a great offense that can counterbalance that. The Bengals and Dolphins don't have that. So I completely agree with you. That was the most long-winded answer ever. But Deshaun Watson is Lamar Jackson, but better. He, can, he can't he can run as well as Lamar, but he's a hell of a better thrower. I mean, he's a top-five thrower of the ball in the game this year. Lamar's somewhere sitting around maybe 10 or 15, but that's, you know— take into account who he's played well against and who he hasn't. And I, I love Lamar Jackson. I definitely think he is a great player. People think I hate him because I don't 
stand him. It's just people need to take a step back and realize the whole picture before they go all gaga over him, in my opinion. And I think Deshaun Watson goes into Baltimore and maybe does what Baker Mayfield and the Browns did. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me in the least. Um, you also brought up a, a really good point about um, MVP. So Wilson is the favorite right now. I'm looking at um, this is oddshark.com. And uh, Russell Wilson is the favorite at plus 225 to win the MVP. Lamar Jackson is second at plus 250. Watson's at plus 600. He's the third in line. And I'll tell you what, man, I would, that'd be my pick right now. Um, I was listening to a uh, podcast earlier today. It's called Covering the Spread. It's uh, Jim Sonis from Number Fire and Ed Fang, who um, he, his site's called The Power Rank. And he does a lot of, um, he, he has his own numbers for success rate and stuff like that. He does a lot of college football and NFL stuff and is, um, and his college basketball too. If you're a, if, if you guys out there are college basketball fans, check out the power rank around March Madness. Uh, it's really really helpful in determining like getting your picks for the, um, you know, filling out your bracket and everything like that. He does a great job. But anyways, they were talking about how um, Wilson, the Seahawks are gonna have faced like the fourth hardest schedule uh, coming up, and the Ravens are like eighth, I think. Um, and Watson, I think they're 12th or 13th, so it's not super easy, that's for sure. But he's going to have an easier schedule than Wilson and um, and Lamar. And so a lot of those guys, I mean, those two obviously have made splash plays and stuff, and they've done a lot of things that, you know, I mean, you know, Russell Wilson beating San Francisco and the spin move that Lamar put on the Bengals is just, that's not that's, fair. It's it's not fair. It, people Braxton Miller, but 10 times better. Right, yeah, it, right, yeah. I mean, humans... I don't know. It looks like you shouldn't be able to do that, but then there he is doing it. He should have a he should have a broken hip after that. Oh my god! I I broke my hip watching him, so yeah, it was <laughs> it was not pleasant, but um, but yeah. So anyways, schedule wise, things like that. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. So and and Watson's a hell of a quarterback, like you said. So at plus six hundred, that's a pretty good uh, price for the MVP. So I might take yeah. a shot on that. That'd be fun. Yeah, I completely agree, and. uh I went a little long on that Houston one, so I want to keep. I'm going to keep my this reason for this next pick super short and sweet because I got a pregame and stuff like that for this Browns game. Absolutely. Oh, but second, you also said something about college basketball. Check out across the campus available on any um, any platform you listen to your podcast. Nice uh, guest host Alex Shear, who's been on here, and I can't remember his name. I'm sorry because I have not met him or talked to him. He is a radio producer over in Fort Wayne. They're going to be doing a college podcast together across the campus and you know alex is gonna have way too much mac on there so i'm gonna have to beat him in the butt for that but hey we gotta give the maximum love that 30 hit last night what the hell was that i know i'm watching the what's called i'm watching uh my brother kent state they're on right now they're playing buffalo so yep absolutely go Go flashes oh yeah i hate buffalo they destroy us and everything anyway (laughs) um yeah, check that out. But my next pick, super short and sweet, why I'm picking them, Chicago plus six and a half. I think they're at L.A. It doesn't matter. It's a home game. It's a neutral zone wherever you're at, L.A. Here's yes. my reason I'm picking Chicago. It's at the Coliseum. It's in L.A. Yeah, so it's it's a home game for the Bears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Rams are maybe the worst O-line in all of football. Correct. And the Bears, although they maybe have not played like it, are one of the top roster defenses in the NFL. Khalil Mack's going to feast. I'm, you know, they've had injuries on that Bears defense. Doesn't matter. They're going to come out. They're going to play. No way they lose by seven. 
to this bad, bad Rams team. Yeah, I agree. I like that play a lot. Um, the Rams, their, their offensive line, uh, their issues are real and they are serious and it's not good. Uh, and it's almost to the point where I, I, it's probably, I don't know, trendy or popular, but everywhere you turn, you hear somebody, if they're talking about the NFL, they're talking about how bad Jared Goff is against pressure. And look, I, I we, some this needs to be said so that we're all on the same page here, okay? There aren't quarterbacks that are like, oh, I'm much better when there's, you know, Aaron Donald in my face. Like that, <laughs> th that just doesn't exist. It's not a thing, okay? So, you know, all quarterbacks get worse when they're under pressure. So let's just, you know, let's stop with some of this craziness. The second thing is when the Rams offensive line was healthy and was good, Goff was phenomenal. Like he was doing things that we were like, holy crap, this guy is absolutely worth the number one pick and stuff like that. So it's not like he doesn't have it in him to play really well when his offensive line is healthy and the scheme is, you know, working when Gurley's healthy, other things like that. Brandon Cooks is not dealing with his umpteenth concussion of the season. God, that guy. I hope your head is okay, Brandon. Um, <laughs> But yeah. yeah, I their offensive line, that's a real problem. And I just don't I don't know where they're gonna get any points from. And I, I realize that you're backing Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears offense on the road, but I, I it the bottom line is if you throw these two teams in a blender and you said, Okay, uh I don't don't tell me who's home or who's away or what's going on, just which team is getting six and a half points. I would take the team getting the points for sure. Like if this were in Chicago and the Rams were six and a half point dogs, I would just take, because I don't know where the points are going to come from. This over, the total is 40. So it's, mm -hmm. if it's going to be a 17 to, you know, 16 game, it's going to be a 19 to, you know, 17 game. It's going to be close. So just take the points. So we're taking the bears for sure. Yep. I just saw a tweet. Uh, they've, this count. I'm not going to call them out because this is not a shout-out. Has had some very, very ugly takes in the past two days. This one, who would you build a team around? Retweet for OBJ, like for Team Juju. Right now it's tied. That's absolutely outrageous. I love you, Juju Smith. You're one of the coolest guys in the entire NFL. Well, kid, you're my age. Um, you're not. You're not even sniffing OBJ's armpit. Like You're not even in the same. I don't care how rough of a start obj's had people can keep sleeping on him obj's a top five receiver in the nfl not production wise this year it's all right he needs timing don't come at me with that crap yesterday he said are these the best four qbs in the nfl and lamar was in there again not hating on lamar he's not one of the top four quarterbacks in the nfl he's not far off though man no he's not i have him at eight i don't okay. think that's too hateful no, i don't i it that's, just that's good that's what good. terrifies me is he plays against the defensive line as good as, you know, this the Philadelphia O line. You know, if he plays against a line that talented, the Jaguars O line, do they keep him contained enough? That's scary because Lamar Jackson in the pocket's not scary to me at all. Not not at all. If he escapes the pocket, terrified. Best out of the pocket quarterback in the NFL. Not even a question. Right. But you know, having, I don't know. It scares me him having to throw in the pocket. That's hey. something. You're not anyway, alone. I hate hot takes. Um, yeah, same here. All right, John, what do you got for our next best bet? All right, Let's so go the next one here. The next one we got is uh, Miami, the Dolphins at home against the Buffalo Bills, and right now Miami uh -huh. is getting 
uh, let's see, there are six and a half and seven. So let's say six and a half just to be uh, on the shorter side. But yeah, Miami's getting six and a half at home against Buffalo. Miami, it was the first four weeks of the season they didn't cover a spread. Miami's covered every spread since then. And when once they switched to Fitzpatrick, they've been competitive. They've been in, in these games. And again, I like... Uh, Josh Allen got picked on and, you know, probably just justifiably to some extent. Um, the first and foremost, though, it is not Josh Allen's fault that the Buffalo Bills traded up for him in the first round. OK, that's not on him. That's on the Bills. So even if he wasn't supposed to go there or shouldn't have been that pick, that's not his fault. Now, he's not he's anything but accurate. Obviously, he's <laughs> he's improved. He's improved. That's for sure. But he's anything but accurate. And he makes he still makes some throws that I don't think that he knows where they're going. And I know his receivers don't know. I mean, we saw quite a few times last week against Cleveland, uh, you know, a couple third down throws, third and five, where uh, John Brown, you know, he broke in on a slant and it looked like it was going to be an open, you know, it was going to be a reception for a first down if Allen just puts the ball on him and he just, it's it's just, it's ugly sometimes. So um, yes, he's always a threat to run and he's going to hurt you with his legs, but I just, He's a six and a half point favorite on the road against a division opponent. I mean, look, I don't, I don't expect Miami to win any games, um, but they are competitive and they have been playing a lot better the last five, six weeks than they were the beginning of the season. And the market just hasn't adjusted. This should not be this high. This is way too many points to give a, a, a team that's playing competitively like this. So we're going to take the Dolphins plus six and a half. Yeah, I completely agree. I like the Bills a lot, but they're not a team that's going to blow you out of the water. Uh, they had every chance to blow Cleveland out of the water they could. Cleveland played. Had, Cleveland had bad stretches. A lot of these teams they played have had bad stretches. Uh, that's why I've always thought the Bills were – I thought – I said preseason the Bills would get quite a bit of wins and maybe even sneak in a wild card, but I don't think they're contenders, and it's just the fact that – part of it's their coaching. They're, they're on, kind of on the same page as the Browns. They're not really using their strengths. They're not using their strengths. Uh, Josh Allen's not a p- pocket quarterback, even though he's built like one of the old-fashioned 6'5". Sure. Put him in the pocket, let him sling it. That's not his strength. And he, you got to bite the bullet and do what the Ravens are doing and say we're going all in. They might get rocked. Their lifespan's going to be shorter. We want to win now. It's what the Panthers did. Do it with Josh Allen while you have a great coach in McDermott. you got a good, sturdy defense. Let Josh Allen be Josh Allen. Run some RPOs. Let him get out of the pocket. Let him hurdle, bar. You know, it's I, once the Bills do that, I'll believe in them. But you know, this Dolphins team—they're playing like we heard you saying we're tanking. We're all right with the third overall pick. We'll still get who we want. I like yeah. the Dolphins in this one too, John. Eps, and and you said it. I mean, real fast here. They you said talked about uh, the Bills having coaching issues last week. You're in a game on the road in Cleveland where you're it's back and forth, right? Either you have a lead by a point or they do. I mean, it's back and forth. It's neutral game script the entire time. Devin Singletary had eight carries in that game. Yeah. Eight. It really opened up. They they throw their so I'm I don't think Baker Mayfield is playing light years ahead of Josh Allen. Talent wise, he's light years ahead of Josh Allen. I mean like or, yes. like Venus to Pluto. Like, I'm not disrespecting Josh Allen. Just, no, but no one is going to argue Nick, that Baker yeah. was amazing at Oklahoma and Josh Allen was a, not a good quarterback at Wyoming. Well, well, you know, 
recency bias is a bitch, and I've seen it all over Twitter. Like, Baker Mayfield's garbage. Nick Wright said it today, and I've been just trying to put it into words. Why are we going to erase the last three years of what this man has done because of the last seven weeks? Right. I've got Julia in the background saying why. I don't know. It's ridiculous to me. The we last three she years. She doesn't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. Nick Wright, if you guys didn't listen, he says some outrageous things, but he also is one of the most analytical analysts out there. Obviously, you'd think all analysts would use analytics. They don't. <laughs> so listen up, boys and girls. Junior year, when he planted the flag, because screw the Buckeyes that day. That was my boy Baker doing it already. He broke his. He broke the record for college efficiency. Comes back his senior year. Ah, uh, he'll probably have a down year. He can't do that again. Nope. I'm gonna break my own record. <laughs> oh, he can't be the first round pick. He he got tackled by a cop six years ago. He's Johnny Manziel 2.0. Boom. Number one overall pick. Well, we're not gonna start him. He's not that good. Tyrod Taylor's better. Hugh Jackson said. So he doesn't start every game. What does he do? Breaks the rookie touchdown passing record. That's what he did. Correct. So quit hating on this man. Damn it. Yeah. All right. Now, that being said, I have no bias. I'm definitely not wearing a Baker Mayfield jersey yet. Um, I will be in a few minutes. But I don't remember where I was going with this. Oh, the Josh Allen Baker Mayfield thing. Good Lord. The Browns pass it too much already. But they have an elite passer of the football and two elite receivers and two elite receiving running backs. The Bills have... A run-blocking offensive line, no elite receivers, a very run-able quarterback, and a very good running back tandem in Goring Singletary. So what do they do? They throw it more than the Browns. It's just it's outrageous to me. There's a lot of coaching things in the NFL this year that I just cannot put my mind around. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll, and we'll go into this uh, in a different pod, that's for sure. But um, I, at some point... I really think that the thing that NFL coaches are the worst at, and and I should say NFL franchises, so front offices, coaches, all of it, right, is they're, by and large, they're terrible at self-scouting, okay? It's just looking at your own team and seeing who you have, what their strengths are, and how to utilize those um, to your advantage and hide their weaknesses. Like, Hugh Jackson, I mean, Jesus, the, the, his, the year before Baker got there, he came out and said, uh, um, Deshaun Kaiser, he said, Kaiser is ready. He's ready to go. He's my guy from day one. We're going to put him out there. He's ready. I haven't seen this kid's amazing, right? <laughs> Four weeks later, he's benching him. Okay. Got to have Kevin Hogan in there. Well, then the Kevin Hogan has three, four interceptions and a half. And you're like, oh, crap, we better go back to Kaiser. Now Kaiser's the guy again. And he's going back and forth on this stuff. So the next year, he's so blinded by what happened the year before that he's watching Tyrod Taylor and Baker Mayfield in practice. And he's going, well, it doesn't matter. I'm going to start Tyrod Taylor because <laughs> that's just how you have to do it. You can't start the rookie. And it's like, no, you idiot. You just you just play the guy that's better. Like it's that simple and, but they don't, they, there's so many things that go into ruining their own decisions and blinding them to what's on their own team. I will go into this in a different pod because I, I could fill, I'm not joking you. I could talk for a week straight on how bad Hugh Jackson, he is the worst head coach in the history of the league. I could, 
Ugh, and I will back that up with a lot of we, we'll, we'll have a, we'll have a Hugh Jackson pod sometime for sure. Just on our all right, own. good. But, and as much as oh my god, those are some ugly guys. Um, sorry, sorry, those. No, no. <laughs> Scrolling through Twitter. Sure. Uh, but <laughs> you're on like RateMe.com or something right now. What are you doing, buddy? I'm on Grinder. Um, yeah, a boy. There you no, go. it's pick with Bernie. Uh, I think his name's like Andrew Siciliani or something. He works for NFL Network. He's a Browns oh, fan. Andrew Siciliano. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, him and his brother. They're not ugly. They just they just um, very yeah. different looking than Bernie Kosar. Sure, sure. And everyone's beautiful in their own way. So there you go. On to a coach that's not terrible, Andy Mother. Wait for it. Wait for it. I don't have it up. Andy Mother. Read. Sorry. Nice. I had to drop that. I wouldn't want to cuss on live no. podcast. It's not podcast. I wouldn't okay. want to cuss on a podcast. I'd never do that. No way. Anyway, back no. to the damn matter at hand. Yeah, Andy fuck, Reed. Fuck yeah, let's go. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Kansas City. Three and a half point favorites. I believe it's in LA as well. No, no. This is the they're in Mexico City. Oh, okay. So yeah. oh, I was so gonna say if it's in LA game for the Chargers, but it's obviously yeah. in Mexico City. Well, so. here's the thing. The owner of the Chargers really just really muffed this punt when he moved to L.A. I mean, San Diego loved you. That that was stupid. Yes, it was. I think the Oakland Raiders are making the same mistake. They're not going to ever have a home field advantage again. Vegas is a sideshow. It's going to be a sideshow. People are going to go there. They're going to have fun. I just don't think it's a good idea because when it comes crunch time and you need your home crowd, Browns fans, shut up when Baker and the Browns have the ball. (laughs) You need a home field advantage, and I think that they really screwed up on that. But Kansas City, a four, basically four-point favorite against the Chargers. Now, you might think, I I mean, that's respectable. Yeah, it is, and they're easily going to cover it. This Chargers team is bad. I don't care what happened to Kansas City last week against Derrick Henry. I was watching that game, and I started thinking to myself, son of a bitch, when are we going to start considering Derrick Henry one of the – top running backs in the NFL he's not top five nobody's ever been built like him and ran like that you might like Jim Brown maybe well one of the all-time greats he's not anywhere near Jim Brown but you know Adrian Peterson is kind of close to Derrick Henry but no nowhere near the size Derrick Henry's breakaway speed I, I was saying I was like what it's he's not even moving someone catch him and these cornerbacks these various ward couldn't catch him I'm like what the hell is going on (laughs) <laughs> Derrick Henry is a man, a man. And yes, he ran all over this Chiefs defense because this Chiefs defense is awful. They are absolutely horrid. But two things. That Titans O-line is good. Their best player was an all-pro last year. Or maybe not last year, two years ago. Anyway, their best player is playing the worst on that line this year, Taylor Lewan. He's playing awful. He knows it. He said it in that interview. This Chargers offensive line... While they fit together pieces and they're playing okay, it's not anywhere near that Titans O-line. Melvin Gordon has wrecked any bit of chemistry and timing that offense has had. And while Keenan Allen's one of the top receivers in the NFL, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill with Travis Kelsey over Phillip and Keenan Allen and Hunter Henry any day of the week. And no respect to, uh, is his name? Not Andy Lynch. Um... Whatever, Lynch, the Chargers quarterback. I mean, the Chargers head coach. That's his name, right, Lynch? Oh, Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn. Andy Lynch. Shout out, TV44, Andy Lynch, longtime host, (laughs) retired happily now. Shout out to you. Anyway, 
Andy Lynn, that wasn't a cover. That's a true guy. <laughs> Anyone in Vanderbilt knows I'm telling the truth. Anyway, <laughs> no respect to him. But Andy Reid is one of the greatest minds in NFL history. He's, however, one of the worst clock managers because he scores too quickly. Yes, we hound a guy for being too efficient on offense. Okay. So, I like the Chargers' four-point favorite. I'm. I like the Chiefs' four-point favorite. I don't love this defense. I think this defense is awful. I think it takes him out of Super Bowl contention. I really, really, truly do. But this offense coming off a loss in primetime, Patrick Mahomes is a shooting star when it comes to that, finds a way to win by more than four. That's my that's my gut. Um, I, I absolutely – I could not agree more. Um, I am – You scared me there for a second. I no, like, oh, God, I'm stunned. This is like a – I'm really stunned. I'm, I'm staggering to come up with the words here because uh, seeing them as I, I know it's a division game and I get that it's, you know, it's in Mexico city and maybe the altitude will have, I mean, the altitude is real. Obviously that's the chargers have been practicing in Denver all week, trying to get ready for that's smart. Uh, that's smart. Yeah. It's a really good play. I mean, it obviously, you know, makes a lot of sense for them to do that. It's smart, but, but yeah, like I'm just not, I don't get it. I mean, Kansas city, they have issues defending the run. We know that we saw that last week with what Derrick Henry did running for, what did he have? 188. Yeah. 188 yards. Um, but one of the, the box score last week. So obviously Kansas city lost to Tennessee. You know, that game was in Nashville. Um, the Kansas city outgained Tennessee. Here's the total yardage. It was, First of all, Kansas City ran 78 plays to Tennessee's 49. Uh, Kansas City had 530 yards to Tennessee's 371. And that's with um, Henry running for 188. I mean... He's a man! If you just handed somebody that box score and showed them 28 first downs for the Chiefs to 19 for Tennessee and third down, 7 for 14 for the Chiefs, 2 of 8 for Tennessee... If you just handed someone that box score and they skimmed through it, you would they would look up and go, so Kansas City won by 30, 25? I don't know what. What are you trying to wait? I know the point here is that Kansas City is the much better team. I don't know how much they won by. I wish this trivia game were over now. So, mm-hmm. And you'd say, nope, Tennessee won, sorry. I mean, it's incredible. I, the result was bad, obviously, but Tennessee I – mean, Kansas City outgained them and, and just outplayed them in every single way. They had the the third and two at the end of that game. That was a huge error. They, they you know, if they get that first down, the game's over. Uh, the two field goals that they botched. I mean, they were a bad snap, and then that the they just threw it out to the side. I, who, who the hell knows what that was? But regardless, um, yeah, I, I, I just Kansas City is a much better team. Mahomes looks healthy. I, I just ugh, it's hard. It's hard not to love him. And you're laying three and a half, four points. Uh, yeah, all day long, man. Oh, yeah. I agree with you. Uh, they're, they're a superb team. I hate that I have to hate on them because their defense is bad. Their defense is a serious problem, I do believe. Sure. Um, I Absolutely. also think that part of it, and I'm going to admit it, is a little recency bias. Um, the, the Titans have these games because of their – the way that they're constructed, where they can run. Derrick Henry's done this before. He's just ran for absurd amounts. Uh, it just takes one bounce off of a huge man to let him go because his breakaway speed's insane. But it's also not um, 
recency bias. I mean, the Patriots offense last year wasn't elite, and that's like at the end of the day, that's what won the a- AFC. Like the Chiefs needed to work on this defense. They went out and got Frank Clark, so they added a D Ford talent, but they took away D Ford and they took away Justin Houston. So yep. you subtracted two and added a half, maybe yep. one if you're lucky. Um, they added the Honey Badger, but I mean he can't cover everyone, and he's been regressing for a couple years now. So this Chiefs defense needs work, but this Chargers team is not that great as they, they're not nearly as good as I'd expect them to be. And I like a four point Chargers spread whenever I can get. It. I mean, Chief Chiefs spread. spread whenever I can get it. Absolutely. My brain's still not working because of you. But well, it's also your your rants too on uh, the Browns are concussion inducing, and and for you, you get the concussion. It's uh, dude, I'm I, it's very I, tricky. It's very tricky. I uh, I like to yell. I know. Uh, you know, I, know. I, I I I like to get fired up. That's just how I've always been. I'm kind of known as a nutcase, but. Hey, I don't like to so yell weird. at people. Everyone, I don't ever just yell at somebody. I yell at everybody, so it's less derogatory. I I feel terrible when I yell at someone. I almost never do. Oh man, uh, maybe my dad. When there you we've go. got nose to nose arguing, Chiefs Patriots. He's a Tom Brady hater. I can't stand it. <laughs> but well, when my voice is back, I'll join you in the yelling for sure. All right, awesome. Let's move on. All right, let's um, quick. 20-second break here. Tell you guys, go check out Thrive Fantasy. Check them out, thrivefantasy.com or on the Google Play and App Store. It's fun. Geisler's not here, but Geisler keeps winning money. I keep losing money, so I'm taking a quick break from it because I suck at it. But get a hold of Geisler. DM him, text him, whatever. He's great at it. He loves the props. He loves doing the NBA thing. What you do is you guess the over, the under of the prop they give you for the player that night. Say, will LeBron have 31 points and assists combined? You guess over, under, and the least likely one has more points. So if the over is more likely, you get 100 points. If the under is less likely, it's like 70 points. You just try to win. Thousands of dollars, some of them. Some of them are low money, low winnings, a little safer. That's what I like to do because I'm bad at it. But – so don't take my advice on the Thrive. Go to John. Go to Geisler. Geisler's loving it. But, uh, yeah, go check it out and use ATB at sign up for free $10. Free money. Free. And then check John's best bet and you get even more free money. It's just like we're just like basically handing out free cash. We're basically Oprah Winfrey. Your hardest, but, The hardest question you have to ask is what am I going to do with all this free money? Unbelievable. Exactly. Like I don't want to compare Oprah Winfrey to us because she's so below us, but that's kind of a – quick comparison sure absolutely she copied off us basically is what you're saying i think that's fair to say right even we though were she started out, we were out there well going and you get free money womb. and you get free money and you get free money oh but yeah so check out thrive but now we're gonna start this next week hopefully we wanted it was last second i texted john right before we got on is is an idea but it didn't come to fruition we're gonna do a lifeline now, i'm thinking next week Maybe we surprise call somebody. We don't warn them ahead of time. But what we're going to do starting next week is we're going to each call up, and if Geisler's on, we'll do that too. Each call up a buddy or a family member or whatever, and we're all and we're going to use – so like uh, say I call my friend Corey. Me and Corey will build a team live. This is all happening live. And then John and his cousin Eddie – that was his name, right? 
Yeah, and actually, he just texted back like 15 minutes ago and was like, "Yeah, I'm in." And I said, "Well, we're gonna do it next week." He goes, "All right, I'm in, man." So, so I got awesome. my lifeline established. And we're good to go. All right, Eddie, get ready to get your ass whooped. No, I'm kidding. Oh man, I don't even know you him. No he idea. Hates me. This is the super lifeline of all lifelines. Well, then I'm gonna have to go get a couple lifelines. Yeah. What I was gonna do is I was gonna surprise you and call Geesler, and you'd be like, "I'd be like, hey, Geesler, what's up?" And you'd be like, "What the hell?" Yeah, but did you, hey man, did you watch the show, The League? Did you ever watch that when it was on? I didn't. Uh, the fantasy football show on uh, FX? I know. I, I've see, I've obviously seen snippets of it. My best friends tried to get me to watch it like 20 times. You should. It's really, really funny. Is it that good? Yeah, I, I really do. I, I mean it. It's one of the best comedies. Like the the way that they tie the um, the jokes together and how the stuff that happens in the beginning, Coral, it's kind of like Seinfeld where – it may seem like a throwaway moment in the beginning, but at the end it, it matters and it's you're like, Oh my god, that's really good writing. So but they're just they're brutal with each other. Well, anyways, there's this kid that they tell the one guy is like super fantasy football smart. So they call him the Oracle. But uh yes, and he's like using the Oracle like to set his lineup and stuff. So Eddie Eddie is my Oracle. So that's that's what you've got coming against you next week. It's not gonna be pretty. Damn. Yeah, I knew you were old, but I didn't know how old you were. You're out here using Seinfeld, rep, Seinfeld references. Jeez, I'm 41, just, just so we're clear. <laughs> so, but yeah. Okay, I'm I am more than half your age. That's good. No, I'm just kidding. Attaboy. I almost Attaboy. I almost called my dad for this, and he's a lot older than 41. So oh. sorry, Jason, for that slam. But, okay, there you go. <laughs> like no, just I'm be kidding. like your cooler older uncle then. <laughs> Here's the thing. John might be older than me, but that just means he's wiser than me. That's what it all comes down to. Wise guy. Wise guy. All right. Fantasydraft.com. Also find it in the App Store. We're not sponsored by them. That's just what we use because I like rake free money. So this is what I use literally every week. Um, I, I haven't come out huge, but I haven't paid to play fantasy this year because you make enough. So you guys are up to do whatever you want, but – um, John, I think this is we're on the same page. We're gonna build more of like a head to head. Like I do a, I do a twenty, I do a twenty team, t- top ten payout. Is that kind of what you want to do, or do you want to switch it up and go tournament this week and hit on some hopefully big ticket players? Oh, um, yeah, let's yeah, let's do tournament. That sounds like fun. Whoa. fun. Yeah. All right, so obviously we're gonna do. We're gonna have Baker, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Odell Beckham Jr., <laughs> Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins. Um, Demetrius Harris, Austin Seifert. The, the, the ghost of Antonio Calloway. <laughs> finally, finally, finally they cut his ass. Thank God. Thank well, God. I, when I was looking earlier on Fantasy Draft, I had no New England's the number one quarterback defense in the league. But they've played pretty shitty teams. Yes, that's a slight shade to the Browns. Carson Wentz is the base price plus 3300 he's 10300 to put that into perspective patrick is fourth 1400 14000 wow lord so carson wentz is basically bottom feeder price i i don't love it but for the for the value i do kind of love it i don't know what are you thinking um i think so i <clears throat> Sorry, I'm trying to <laughs> clear my throat here. <laughs> um, I think that's that's an, a very interesting play. I think it's a smart move as far as uh, low ownership goes. I mean, he's facing New England, so most people are going to avoid that for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, um, they're definitely going to have to throw the ball for sure. Um, I think that 
Um, it's a home game, which is nice. Uh, New England's defense is historically incredible, but it's also obviously very based on the fact that they just haven't played anybody. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. the you know, I, oh, it's so frustrating if. God, if there aren't those three turnovers in the first quarter of that Browns uh, Patriots win. game, I, it just they don't been, win. It would have been really close. Well, game. I tell you what, even if the Browns would have lost that game, what would have happened is we would have been much more prepared for Baltimore beating them. It wouldn't have been as shocking because if you saw Cleveland run all over New England and then you thought, "Oh crap, that was a close game," and they did it by running on that team. You would have turned and said, "Baltimore's they're at home. They're going to win this game." I mean, I think a lot more people would have been in tune with that. But um, yeah, so I think, anyways, Wentz is. I think that's a smart move. The other guy I was looking at is uh, Kyle Allen. Um, yeah, I saw that too. They're at home against Atlanta, and they're only ten thousand five hundred. Um, so the only thing that scares me with that one mm -hmm. is I think that they'll. I think they're going to have to rely on CMC a lot. Now, obviously, that could mean screen passes all day long out of the backfield. Sure. I don't hate the Kyle Allen one, but at the same time, if I'm doing tournament, I kind of look at Carson Wentz's upside. But it's so hard when someone's going up against the Atlanta defense with CMC right beside him. Yes. So I'd be okay with either one. I, I, I tend to side towards Carson Wentz. Though. All right, well, then let's put um... – since Wentz is 200 cheaper, let's put Wentz in. and We can always go back and change that to Allen. Right, if we end up with an extra 200 at the end and we want to just switch to... I don't know the price of DJ Moore, but maybe a DJ Moore, Kyle Allen, if DJ's really cheap. I so DJ's 11,000, and that was my other... I had a minute receiver, too. I was going to stack Allen with um, DJ Moore. I'm okay with doing that. I'll move, I'll All right, let's start there, and then if we need to save 200 bucks, we'll pivot to Wentz later yeah. on. So we got Kyle Allen at yeah. home against Atlanta for 10,500 in fantasy draft. Beautiful. At QB, and then running back. I don't even know his price, but I've got to put in Josh Jacobs. Are you okay ah, with that? I already well, have him in. I already have him in the lineup, buddy. He's 13-9, 13,900. So, so. Th this is a this is a let it be known he he had limited practice on Thursday so it, there's a very real chance where Oakland says hey we're playing Cincinnati yep um so if that's the case if Josh Jacobs is expected to have limited touches or isn't expected to play go ahead and start I believe his name's Jalen Richard that's the backup right uh correct. Galen Richard is the. Uh, He's at seven thousand seven hundred. I would say I don't. We need to get John's approval. But if Josh Jacobs is not able to go or is expected to have limited touches, I would play Jalen Richard in a heartbeat. That's kind of just like, I I I I would do it in a heartbeat. What about you, John? Well, you could. I mean, it's not a terrible play. Uh, if if Jacobs isn't playing, you're going to see everybody else pivot to other, you know name running backs right like Zeke is you know is playing against Detroit and I mean he's expensive but you know there's a lot of guys um yeah I mean if you're gonna save some money on some players Richard if Jacobs doesn't go and then uh Brian Hill um starting for Atlanta because Devontae Freeman's out uh he's only 10,200 and well, I Carolina think I think that's definitely a play like their rush defense is bad it's I was going to say I'd play Brian Hill no matter what. I mean, we have four running back spots technically if we want right. to. Right. 
Yeah, you definitely could. You, that's definitely so, somebody we could squeeze into a flex spot. All right, so right now we got Kyle Allen, Josh Jacobs, if he's expected to play. I don't know where John sits on this, but I would even say if he has a limited practice on Friday or whatever, I would almost just play Jalen Richard because I'm thinking, you know, kind of like what the Colts did last week, why would we rush Jacoby back against the Dolphins? Ended up biting him in the ass. But that's the mindset. When you play a lesser team and the Oakland Raiders somehow are in the hunt for the playoffs right now, I don't know that I would risk Josh Jacobs if I'm Gruden and Mayock, but just keep an eye on that because I think that's a very real possibility that Jacobs doesn't play. Yeah, I don't absolutely. I don't know how serious the injury is. but So we have Jacobs, Brian Hill at running back. That's just like – it's like Jalen Samuels a week or two ago. Everyone's going to have him. That's okay. You don't want to be the guy that doesn't have him basically. He's going to be 70% drafted in your tournament. I almost guarantee it. Yeah, but yeah, you're and you're right. Just take the free square. Yeah. Absolutely. So and then we have DJ Moore at wide receiver. So DJ right now Moore. we're basically sitting at everyone's right at about the average price. Yep. Um wide receiver. So we have the Kyle Allen DJ Moore um stack. Is this is wide receiver somewhere you want to stay a little more um cost effective or did you would you want to reach on someone like Julio who's going up against that Carolina defense? He's only 14 pounds. So uh, my first thought was to spend up and get Michael Thomas. He's sixteen nine, which is expensive, mm. but he's playing yeah, he's Tampa, playing Tampa Bay, Bay. And yeah, and Tampa Bay is going to throw the ball. He, there's no way he doesn't have a thirty point game. No chance. Tampa Bay is going to throw the ball. Tampa Bay has Tampa Bay. When everything goes right, you know, it's up there with the Chiefs and the Browns and the Ravens for top. Um, could be offenses. You know, the Chiefs put it out there every week. The Ravens put it out there every week. The Browns and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are kind of in the same boat. Like, at any given time, Tampa Bay can just explode. They have two fantastic, two very good receivers. I mean, Chris Godwin's on pace for an all-pro season. It's just their quarterback is absolutely hot garbage. (laughs) But, so they can score points. And what, I mean... Michael Thomas is the ultimate safety net because he's a safety net, but he he's also one of the best receivers in the entire NFL. It's, hey, he's almost a must-play in fantasy PPR in my eyes every week. Absolutely. You know, he's he's on pace to beat Marvin Harrison's uh, all-time receptions in a season record by like, by like 12 catches. It's unbelievable. That's pretty good. It's unreal. He was already – it's f- through his first two or three seasons, however many he's had, he's already – number one in the NFL in NFL history in receptions to start out your career. And he's, he's ahead of second place by like 40. Like he's, I mean, it's unbelievable how good he is and how um, reliable he is. So yeah, going up against Tampa Bay, I just, there's, you just have to have him in your lineup for sure. Yeah, I completely agree. So then we go to tight end and uh, someone that, sticks out to me and it's i don't know if it's you know safe because you kind of want like that big hit but darren fells it's just it just takes that cup those couple throws in the end zone he's an end zone machine and he's been on a tear lately do you, i don't know do you think he can make that one play because really with him it's almost like he just needs to make that one play i don't know yeah because I want to spend up at running backs, basically. I 
I just there's no tight end that I just love week to week basically. No, you really um for me if I like especially in season long fantasy leagues I've I've got Austin Hooper in a couple and I have Kittle in a couple and nice. you know those are obviously every week you know guys well Hooper just got hurt but um but at any rate um after that yeah you're you're playing matchups and basically the 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 free square tight end is to take whoever is playing Tampa Bay and whoever is playing Arizona because they just don't they don't cover the tight end at all. Now, of course, San Francisco is playing Arizona and Kittle's doubtful and it looks like he's not going to make the game. So you could take the backup um, whose first name I am blanking on right now, but his last name is Swelly, Dwelly, Ross Dwelly. He's 5,500. And like I said, Arizona last week made OJ Howard a thing again when OJ Howard hasn't been a thing all year. And so... When he's played, when Dwelly's played, he's gotten he got seven targets last week. I mean, and when he played Arizona two weeks ago, he had seven fantasy points. Yeah, so that might be a good way to go. The other one that's obviously safer is um, Jared Cook. He's seventy seven hundred, and he's also playing Tampa Bay. So you'd have Thomas and Cook. I almost like Dwelly saving the two hundred bucks. Two hundred bucks is the difference between Frank Gore and. Well, let's Nick go with some weeks. let's go with Dwelly then. Let's throw a dart and see if awesome. we can hit Jin with that one. And then it's only fifty five hundred. That means we've got a ton left for our last two for our two flex spots in our defense. So yeah. Um, and speaking of, actually, do you want to go to defense real fast and pick that yeah, one out? It's always good to kind of just like yeah, it's nice to get that out of the way so you know what you have left for the flexes. So the instant one that stands out to me is the Bills, but they're real expensive. Those are really high. Yeah, 68. I almost like the Jets against Washington. It's crazy. No, I also like the Washington against the Jets. Right. But I look at the teams and I say the Jets have a lot more weapons and a quarterback that is capable of playing if everything goes right. Dwayne Haskins is not that guy yet. Um, I also like the Chicago Bears against the Rams. Sure. At 4,800. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. The Saints against uh, Tampa Bay at 5,700. I think that's a good one, too. The only thing that scares me about that is if Tampa Bay has a, you know, one of those games where they put it all together. I mean, I think they'll still turn the ball over for sure. Right. And that's what you're hoping for, obviously, is just Jameis to be Jameis. And I don't, you don't have to hope for that. He's just going to show up and be Jameis. I truthfully don't know. Does fantasy draft – yeah, they do. They give you 10 automatic points um, because you're holding them to zero. So that's what scares me, but – most teams are going to score over 10 points this week anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely – it's that game's – Tampa Bay's a great over team. So, you know, if you want to – for just about 1,000 more, the Oakland Raiders are 6,700 and they're taking on Cincinnati. That's like a slam dunk. Yeah, I like that. Let's do that. That's expensive, but we can always go back and t- – I, I can always – I know this is crazy, but I'm okay with playing Jalen Richard, which would save us $7,000. But let's just go to the flex. Let's try to fill out our team. All right. Um, so at running back now, one sec. Oh, Ooh, that was me getting up, everyone. Wow. Who's 41 again? Well, I'm sitting on a yoga ball, so I'm really I'm really deep oh, in this squat. Wow. You are, yeah. so you are podcasting and strengthening your core at the same time? Yeah. Did you not know this is the – this is going to improve. I'm not going like to say a, I'll say it. What does Dwight Schrute say? This will improve my posture and my sex life or something like that. Improves my posture. Thing. 
better sex. You I'm, are not having sex. I'm do a creepy Dwight Schrute thing. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> when Jim but, says that, he says you are not having sex. <laughs> all right. At oh, it's back. the best show, man. I miss the office. Well, at flex, but I don't know about John. I just always take basically running backs here, unless there's a slam dunk receiver like Michael Thomas, but we already got him. So, so one slam dunk running back to me, who's only 11,200, is Austin Eckler. Um, mm-hmm. If we think that game is going to go the way we talked about in best bets, which means the Chiefs are going to win and the Chargers are going to be playing catch-up, um, it feels like it's going to be an Eckler game. I feel like you're going to get a ton of passing down, passing situations, and it's just going to be Eckler playing a lot more uh, than Gordon just because they, they have to. They're in that kind of game script. So. That's not a bad one. I and uh, this might be crazy, but I definitely like either of the Washington running backs. I like Peterson because he's gotten 20 touches in four in four consecutive games. Mm-hmm. Now, Geis is back, but I don't know if I see this as one where Washington gets behind so far that they need to start throwing the ball and have a throwing back in there and there's reports out that Geis is going to be a very situational um down back. Um, they got they got to ease him back in, don't you think? Yeah, you got to. So yeah, I really like Peterson. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I think there's just a chance that he does have a great game. Um, it just. So let me ask you this: for in fantasy draft, um, do you know offhand if the contests are PPR slanted or are they half PPR? Yeah, they are PPR. It's full PPR. Okay, um, so then. Well, I don't know if it's half or full, but it's PPR. Okay. Then I would say I would stay away from Peterson then just because he doesn't give you anything in the passing game whatsoever. Yeah, it's that's fair, but I just look at his last four games and he's had 118 yards, 81 yards, 76 yards, 108 yards. And at his price, that, that turns me on, for lack of a better term. But also, James White is available for 9,400. Okay, so... But Philadelphia's run defense is great, but he's not going to be running the ball. That's almost a no. Game. But he's he's ba- that's he's you know another receiver in basic. God, he is only ninety four hundred. How do you avoid that? That's a great play. I know. That's a really good play. I mean, Philadelphia's run defense is good, but their pass defense is terrible. That's mostly um, what's called in the secondary and obvious things like that. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, that's going to be. I also think that New England's not going to walk in there and just kill that team. So it feels like it's going to be a James White game. And he, his floor, for a pass-catching running back, his floor is so high. It is so, so high. I'm, also, I'm great with that at 9,400 if you are. Something that I'm, – I'm okay with James White there. So that's our roster. But we have 5,000 left. And something that is just – I'm just putting out there. Wait, who did you put else what, – what are your two flexes? Do you go with Eckler? Eckler and White. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I didn't put Eckler in. I thought we were just kind of – so if we do oh. – if we have James White in there, then then there's 15-9 left. So let's see who we could stick in instead of Eckler. Because I think yeah. that Eckler and White are similar players, but yeah. obviously you're getting – God, you could get so – Basically – You could almost Tyreek get Zeke. Go. Yeah, so if we if we did take out Josh Jacobs – I'm going to do it real quick. Okay. took out Josh Jacobs, got Zeke in there, who I think is going to have a big game. He needs Agreed. To. He's due for a freaking well, game. Detroit's run defense is terrible, and after last week, the way they looked against Minnesota, they're absolutely gonna. They have to win, and they're gonna get that. He's just. I bet he has like twenty-eight touches in that game. Yeah, he's gonna be huge. Yeah. Um, so, ooh, 
I kind of like mm, Marlon Mack is interesting because this Jacksonville team can play at times, but for the most part, they've been pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. So I'm I'm looking at this, and if we, I don't know, if we did go get rid of Eckler, and then we have twenty two thousand left, and we did James White. Because, you know, as you said, they were similar. But mm-hmm. I do think Eckler's a better play. But if we go go James White, then we have 13 grand left. And we could fill in that last spot with someone like... Oh, that's... I mean, I guess actually none of those are great plays. So we don't even have to do that. The To get up to a player that's, I think, worth, you know, getting rid of someone good for, it'd have to be... There's not very many top players that I just love this week, to be honest. Well, one thing we could do is we could uh, stick Josh Jacobs in the flex and then find a defense that's 900 cheaper to afford Jacobs as well. Okay, so Josh Jacobs, and then you want James White as the other flex? Yeah, so it would be Zeke and Brian Hill at the two running back spots and then James White and Josh Jacobs in the flex. And that gives you 5,800 left for the defense – which I pretty okay. yeah the Jets are fifty six hundred Saints Jets you like the Jets I mean the Jets are taking on um, the Redskins I like yeah them. they're taking on like uh, the what's there. his name Haskins Dwayne Haskins yeah. so so this is our this is our team Kyle Allen Zeke Brian Hill DJ Moore Michael Thomas Ross Dwelly Josh Jacobs James White New York Jets I like it. There's there's a lot of solid, you know, you know he's gonna get the points and a couple of which was what you want. Ross Dwelly, you know, now he's not gonna be very very highly picked and just a couple passes can make him worth it. Yeah, he he scores a touchdown. It's he'll way outperform you yep. know where his price point is at fifty I mean fifty five hundred. He's he's a third of what Z costs. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. A third it's of what definitely, it's definitely a week. It's a weird week in fantasy. There's no one that is just kind of like gotta take him you know because josh jacobs would be that guy but you know the injury is kind of scary Uh, i guess michael thomas is that guy but the price so i don't know but that's our that's our lineup i like it it's nice post that somewhere so you all can get it that was a pretty quick show we're at like an hour eight and now we get to go watch the browns win succinct we got a thursday night football game to catch yeah i uh that's basically all I got. You can find us on any social media. Go like our Facebook page across the board. We're going to try to get that one going because uh, our Facebook reach and engagement seems to be working a lot better than Twitter. But with that being said, you can find me on Twitter at Chandler Adams with two S's. And you can find John at Cleveland Spider and that's Spider with a Y, S-P-Y-D-E-R. Oh, yeah. And then we're not going to give out Geeslers because he's not on the show. And he's no. really hurt our feelings. He had better things to do tonight. Mm, family dinner. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. your family's more important than a Best Bets podcast. Whatever, I mean, dude. seriously. Get over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Commitment. Whatever. <laughs> but. Oriented. Anyway. Geisler's a dick. That's what we're getting to. Thank you all for listening. Go like, subscribe, download the podcast. Tell your friend about it. Everyone tells one friend business would be booming and we would appreciate it very much absolutely go browns and everyone else stinks (laughs) love it (laughs) oh i mean